How's it going, friends? Zig coming in at the top of the interview here. This episode has Ken Vlope from um, the Wounded Heroes Project, or Wounded Heroes Fund, I should say. He's the founder of the Wounded Heroes, um, and the story we're getting into in the podcast here. Ken um, is having an event today, the day this podcast drops. Um, all those details are listed below, and we start off the interview coming off the top with that. And this is the first interview I was really trying to track someone down to get them to talk to him. Um, I've worked with Ken for the last few years as a DJ, DJing his events. And I've seen this guy relentlessly help veterans. Ken, he gets into this, uh, we get into the story about how um, he comes from a military family. Everyone in his family served and he um, he missed Nam. With all the veterans and families he's helped, he's definitely served in some way. When I got to Ken today, we've been trying, we've been going back and forth trying to get this interview together for a week to help push push this uh, event he's got happening tomorrow. But he's been uh, recently diagnosed with cancer and he's going in and out of chemo, and it takes a lot out of you. So I met him at the venue to set up because I, I was going to DJ it and. Um, Sea level got called to do Bright Winter, so I got him hooked up so it can all be run there. But anyway, we're at the venue, we're setting up the gig, and um, he's like, all right, let's do the interview while we're setting this up, and I'm talking to him, and he's like, oh, I'm tired, which going through that, you're going to be tired, and then he's like, well, we're here, let's do it, so it was kind of a rush thing, I had a lot, I had a whole thing written out, and we just kind of went through it, and he tells a lot of stories one about my uncle that got cut out but uh it was a goodie but anyway friends thank you for listening this is kind of a, a heavy one but a good one so here we go with ken from wounded heroes and before we go to ken from wounded heroes i just want to put out that he's got a gofundme to help his battle with cancer that's also linked below if you guys could help this guy he's been helping out so many it'd be awesome vibration all right it should be good now all right zig at the good podcast i'm talking with ken we take the sights and sounds of cleveland and give a voice to it ken from wooden heroes berea um how you doing ken i'm doing good doing good so tomorrow friday saturday saturday february 22nd you're having an event here in berea we're having a uh, reverse raffle at the uh, uh, father garrity center at st mary's church in berea ohio uh, is to benefit soldiers that have been wounded in combat. And on, on May 12th of 2012, my phone rang at 8.30 in the morning. It was my daughter from Seattle. Before I even picked it up, I knew there was something wrong because no way would she be awake at 5.30 in the morning. And she told me that my son-in-law was a uh, casualty of war. He got his leg blown off and stepped on an IED. So he wasn't a casualty, but he was a... Well, it's like a speech that they read at the other end of the phone. Gotcha. They're not allowed to deviate from the speech. Yeah? So it's verbatim that for everybody? Yeah. So then, so he was shipped to um, from Iraq to uh, Germany and then back to the States... And he was at Walter Reed Medical Center for 27 months. Yeah. Um, we were there for six hours the first day 
when I got to the parking garage, I looked at my wife and I said, we have to do something to give back to these soldiers. 80 rooms with no arms and no legs. Yeah. And that's when we came up with Wounded Heroes and 100% of what we raise goes to a soldier in one form or another. That's beautiful. We give them money. We've landscaped houses. We've bought cars, wheelchairs, whatever it takes. So now this was all just from your son-in-law, or was this going through the halls and seeing? This is going through the halls and seeing everybody. Because I remember you told me that story probably, it was probably like three years ago we were doing the uh, the Bria, the car show. Show the car show, yeah. For home days. And how long have you guys been doing Wounded Heroes? When did you Since start it, this? We established it in 2013. 2013. And did it always start off doing like car shows in the same events, or how long? Uh, did it just started out as uh, anything that I could raise money at. It started out at the county fair and the yeah. IX Center, and then we proceeded to go to the car shows. And now we had the reverse raffle, and we do a golf outing. And oh yeah, where's that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we do a golf outing on Father's Day weekend too. That's awesome. What was the first event? The first event was the car show downtown Maria on Father's yeah. Day. What was that with Flo? That's what's flow, yeah. And how'd that go? It went great. And we like, now was that the first type of car show you put together? Yes. Okay, so describe that process, that because that could not have been a to once. You, it's one thing to be motivated and be ex, like inspired by all this, and then but to actually do it. It's you, a lot of work. Yeah. Believe me, this 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 reverse raffle that we're having tomorrow night, I've probably spent a month knocking on doors for donations. That's a hard thing to do. Like that, you don't think about. I've done a few events, man, and when you have to get those donations, that people's <laughs> generosity overwhelms me. Though when you tell them it's for a soldier, well, it's amazing. Yeah. Was it? And have you, uh, through the endorsements, have you heard similar stories, or have people just been open-hearted and like heard your story? Um, pl plenty of stories. And my son-in-law was fortunate enough to rehab with two quadruple amputees. Yeah. And one of them is Travis Jeez. Mills. Yeah. And I've never been so humbled in my life as the day I met Travis. Yeah. No arms, no legs. All he does is go out and speak, raise money. Wow. He's built a facility in Maine yeah. is to that the tune of uh, $6 million. Jeez. All donations. Wow. And he's from Maine, I take it? He's from I, Maine. I was going to say, I don't know if I met him. I'm pretty sure I've met your son-in-law through the years. Yeah. And uh, I know I've met your grandson, which I imagine right. is his, right. his little... Wow. Okay, so well, there was a, there was a Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Um, some lady won, I don't know the Illinois or the Idaho lottery, and she went on Ellen, and yeah. Ellen arranged for Travis Mills to be there. Whoa. And she donated a half a million dollars. Whoo! When was that? About a year ago. About a year ago. Ellen's pretty badass. She does some yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. She does some cool stuff. Now somebody just donated five million. Jeez, and that's such an amazing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Dave, Dave, I don't know if you know Dave Mortosh. Dave Mortosh. He's on I'm... the. He's on ninety-eight point five. Okay. He's got a uh, an investment firm. Yeah. He got a together with Travis and Trivisano. We did an eight-hour show. Who? Dave Mortosh is matching all of the donations. Up to one million dollars. Wow, from so, that from recent like this coming three one. Three months ago. Three months ago. Still, it's still in existence. That's awesome. They're still raising money. 
All right, where can people go to help that out? You would call Dave Mortash. Dave Mortash? Okay, I'll have to. I'll find. I'll plug Mortage everything in here. Mortage. Wow, man. So how? Okay, some from going door to door, just getting all these people to go for this first car show and bring baskets and raffle off, because that does a huge amount. That's a lot of legwork. That's oh, a lot of meeting people. That's a lot of shaking hands, learning their stories, learn them learning your story. Right. How did it branch from that? Because it's stressful enough just to get people to show up to one thing and have fun to Dave Mortosh getting involved. Was it just through the grapevine? It's all word of mouth. All word of mouth. Because I know a lot of people that they want to do good and, like, you're living it, man. You've been um, relentless. Like, I can depend on three times a year hearing from you knowing right. that I'm going to be doing that gig. Right, right. Which I've never been more proud or more uh, happy this, this, to do. This is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. Was it? I oh, mean, I don't even know where you're going with that. That's an amazing That's an amazing uh, statement for sure. And you're still doing it. I'm still doing it. Until so, the day I die. Beautiful. And so going back to when this first inspiration came, after you guys visited him, for uh, your son-in-law, for six hours, you said? Or yeah, you were waiting first for day six, was six hours. And, like, seeing how just, like, wrecked it was. What Now, Wounded Heroes is your own foundation, That's right? correct. And it's not Wounded Heroes Berea. It's no, just Wounded Heroes. It's Wounded Heroes. Okay. The price of Freedom, yeah. Oh, price of freedom at the end of that. Right. Okay. Right. That's a big thing. Because when I was, like, looking everything to put all the information with this interview to plug it, I kept having to put Berea, but right. price of freedom. Okay. So did the amount of um, – because there's, like, wounded warriors and other facilities. Did well, there's, there's all kinds of them. If you go on the Internet and you look, look up wounded warriors, you're going to find more than 50 of them. Yeah. They have, like, different sanctions and stuff, right? Right. And what you want to do if you're going to make a donation to uh, someplace like my organization or another nonprofit organization, you want to stay local. Yeah. With your VFWs, your American Legions, your disabled veterans, your locals. Like Wounded Warrior Project, they raise $300 million a year, and only $0.32 cents out of every dollar goes to a soldier. Yeah. The rest is administrative costs. Yeah, when you get big like that, it has to it has to cycle right, down. You gotta right. keep that thing going. Like like, I've been driving around in my pickup truck, selling raffle tickets. Yeah, I pay for every penny of gas. For Probably sure. use ten tanks of gas to drive around and, and sell two hundred tickets, <laughs> and I sold one hundred ninety of myself. Baboom, <laughs> baboom, man. Yeah, that's well, that's that's the inspiration when it comes to when you want to make a change. It comes down to you, you know what I mean? That one person does it. Right. There's always groups of people that say they can do a thing and make a movement. And when you're in a group, you feel great like you're doing a thing. But when it really comes down to it, the only person that's going to move anything is the individual. It's you. That's right. And that's what's going to inspire the other people to do whatever they're inspired to do and move whatever they're going to move is what they do. Right. But seeing one person and be able to say, I know Ken, and I see how hard he hustles and how much he does for those soldiers is going to move way more people than wounded, uh, wounded whatever the organization right. will ever will. The individual is always right. going to inspire more than the group. And um, as a teacher, I give that spiel a lot to my kids. And I try to get them to get involved and do things and like do things their own. So right. like talking to someone like you who's been doing it is a huge thing. Now, um, and I'd love to come to your class just so you know. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Maybe we can work something out. We'll figure out how we can do that. 
right. I can have them like play for a group here or something. Um, man, I lost my train of thought. Um, so did you ever do any service time? No, I, I missed it by two months. Missed it by Vietnam two months. Vietnam War died. Uh, yeah. uh, was over two months before I graduated. Did your family? Father? My brother was the Marine Corps. My so. father was the Navy. My uncle was airborne. So everyone in the family. Everyone in wow. the family. How'd your How'd your dad and your brother make out? They made out okay. Beautiful. Came home safe and sound. Was it? And now I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they'd be incredibly proud of what you've done. I would hope so. And the. Uh, I never understood it though. My dad joined the Merchant Marines, and he afraid, he was afraid of the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After he got out of the Navy, he would never get on another boat. Yeah. <laughs> never. Not even a glass bottom boat in Florida. Whoa. Jeez. Well, I mean, being on a boat in a, in the Navy in a, any type of combat would be, you're rocking yeah. in a big boat and there's stuff going off. I would right. be terrified right. to be in a boat, too. <laughs> wow. So, did, now, what after, with your dad, when he was done serving, what did he do? My dad became a policeman in Berea. Policeman in Berea? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, Was it a sergeant, lieutenant? I just a patrolman. He didn't patrolman? want headaches. Okay. Monkle was a cop. Really? Yeah. Jim Brenders? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Shut the mic off. <laughs> okay, I'll cut that off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I've known him 40 years. you know known Jim for 40 years? Yeah. Yeah, that's my uncle. Yeah, good guy. That's crazy. Small world, man. You're right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, man. My hands, that's. Dude, I, I was tripping, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. I can't, I've known you for years and we've never put that together. No, no. Wow. So grew up in Berea, right? Right. Okay. And since okay, since when did your dad come back and start working as a cop? My dad became a cop in 1951. 1951. They had a Studebaker that they shared. Three, yeah. three cops would drive the car, eight <laughs> hours apiece. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. And you didn't want to get in, in law enforcement. He didn't at all? pay enough. Fair enough. That is a lot of work, and it doesn't pay enough for sure. Now. What did that, like, your dad serving in the Army and serving as a cop, did that, like, enroll that type of a, in your life, that type of a, what's the word I'm looking for, like, seeing a code of ethics and, like... Well, I I grew up in the 70s. Yeah. And the code of ethics was, (laughs) I knew my dad and the shift changes, so (laughs) I got away with a little bit more than everybody else. Just so you nice. know, I've gotten 100 speeding tickets since I've been 16 years old. <laughs> and, co- and, and I've talked my way out of twice that many. <laughs> Bob Boom, my friend. Yeah. All right. Well, knowing, you, knowing the guy in the I'm a very help. colorful individual. What did you drive through high school? What's been the ride? It couldn't have always been that pickup truck. No, I had a 70 Camaro and then I had a Corvette and... You know, real fast cars. Well, that makes sense for these car shows, man. You're yeah. the one doing all the judging, yeah. so. Right, right. Did that help? Drive oh, yeah. It? yeah. Oh, yeah. How's, yeah. how's that come around? Any crazy stories from, oh, Ken, I, you're doing this now? <laughs> well, the, probably the fastest speeding ticket I got was doing 112 miles an hour down Front Street. <laughs> <laughs> Front Street's not that long. I, I, was, I was late for work. <laughs> What were you doing then? What were you? I was a garbage man. You were a garbage man? For the man? city of Berea. No way. And if you got there on time, yeah. you went out and you worked half day and got full day's pay. Nice. Okay, yeah. So, so if you got were there late, you had to work all day. So <laughs> I, I got up three quarters of the way to work and 
I got pulled over, and then my garbage truck drove by me. Oh, you know, shit. You know, stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, how long did you do that? A couple of years. A couple of years? It was the greatest job I ever had. Yeah? I At guess 11 o'clock, I was home watching cartoons. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I guess you, you know what you're doing. You're going there. You're moving stuff. You're putting it there. You're moving it there. Yeah. It's a clear gig. What did you do after that? I started my own landscaping company. Okay. And is that what you're doing now? Uh, now I'm retired. Okay. Because I looked at, I was looking online and it's still up there. You can still, <laughs> you can still call you. I don't I know. know. <laughs> you can't get it off. Oh, man. It's weird. Websites are weird like that. Some things you got to keep paying and be adamant for, but some things you can just throw yeah, up Google there. Google keeps calling me and saying, we want to update. I go, well, for what? I'm out of business. <laughs> well, when did you do that? When did you retire? About a year ago. About a year ago? And was that a... Uh, age. Age? Okay. I played in the dirt and worked on my tan for a living long enough. <laughs> yeah, done with that, man. Done with that. Dude, all right. One thing I want to bring up, because you always... And this is just the character of you, and it's always inspired me. And, like, you'll call me, Ken. I, <laughs> I see that. You'll call me and be like, hey, Dave, how's it going? I'm like, oh, not bad. How are you? And you'll hit me with something heavy that you've just gone through. You'll be like, boom, stroke. I got this gig coming up. Can you do it? Right. It's just heavy thing, and you just plow right through. And, like, that that's a setback for so many people but for you you just like and kind of tying it back to like these figures in your life like your brother and your dad and all the stuff you're doing for all these soldiers does that kind of come from that well i was 25 years old and my little brother committed suicide and murdered his girlfriend Fuck. and it instilled yeah. something in me to basically become a workaholic yeah i've always had to drive my dad brought us up thinking when we were rich, but we were just well off because my dad worked two jobs. Yeah. And uh, money's not a rare commodity. If you want to make money, you just go go to job. That's true. It's true. Just you like you. You, you. you need a little more cash, get another gig. You, you know it, man. We hustle. Yeah. So is it like this kind of sense of having to like work just kind of filled this void and it's always kept you mentally in the Well, I like to of... buy things, too. I like... <laughs> yeah, those cars, I, I, those speeding tickets. I, a lot of speeding tickets. I like fast cars and I like, you know, dates and, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> so it was just this kind of drive, though, that is gets you like, cause, man, you hit me with some heavy stuff. For a guy that's gone through a stroke, I work with a lot of people in a lot of hospitals and not hospitals, I should say, uh, well, the, care the facilities care like with flow and like I see a lot of people that are in good shape, but there's that that drive isn't there. That drives something innate. There's something that's something that comes from a lifetime of learning or genetics. Yeah. I don't know, but you, my friend, have always had it and have always hustled because you hit me up nonstop. These gigs always coming. Like I'm saying, I can depend and I'll be there. You know, I'll hook right. you up with whatever I can. But, like, you've always had this drive to do this. And, like, no matter, like, even with what you're going through now, which I don't know if you want to get into, it's totally cool if you don't want to, but you're still doing yeah, it. Yeah, right now I've been diagnosed with cancer. Which? I've, uh, it's in my liver. It's in my lungs. Yeah. And I'm on chemo. And it's in yeah. God's hands. Well, you and put, if God takes me, he takes me. And if he doesn't, then... There's nothing I can do about it. Then there's another gig. And, and our and our generation, we're guinea pigs. Yeah, with for the, sure. Even yours. Yeah. As no, a younger man. 
I mean, the preservatives and stuff in food is even worse now than it was back yeah. then. And that, there's no no there's no telling what it's going to do until like years right. down the road. Yeah, you know. Yeah, look at Agent Orange in in Vietnam. They yeah. knew what they were doing. That's a <laughs> yeah. That's they a knew. that's a little different than like a preservative and like right. That's a way heavier thing, but for sure they knew. They knew for sure. But they didn't care. No, was it um? Sorry, I just keep turning this up when you back it up. But it's cool. I got you. I got you. Um, to feel free to do whatever. I got you. I'm just rolling, rolling the faders here. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I want. I think that's important though. That that drive. That to do something like you're doing to help as many people as you have been helping for years relentlessly, and it's. it's we did a we did a thing this summer. He fell. His name is Chris Miller, and he's out of Canfield, Ohio. And he was in training, and he took a fall 75 feet off a cliff. Yeah. And broke his back. It gets around okay, but we made arrangements for him to go to Tampa, Florida, to be at the Florida Georgia Line concert, Yeah, to be on stage. And when he was on stage, the uh, Independence Fund, along with Wounded Heroes, was presented a track wheelchair by Florida Georgia Line on stage. Damn. And this guy is like my new best friend. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, he, How do you go back from that? <laughs> you know what I mean? He, uh, he, uh, he called me the day after Halloween in tears and said, I want to thank you. I was able to take my, grand, my, my children trick-or-treating. And I go right up to the door with him. That's that's amazing. I mean, just it's a, all those you don't all those like that. How much a wheelchair cost? You ten thousand. I mean? They're ten thousand yeah. dollars. It's incredible how much all that stuff costs. Right. So for you to be doing that, it's just and the the, the, the hookup with the Florida Georgia line. I know, Florida. and I and I could go because oh, I wanted a guitar signed by the band. But, <laughs> oh, what man. are you gonna do? That's awesome. Right? What was it? I remember, okay, I remember the flows thing. I believe I heard remnants of this. Like, there's always so much going on at these events. It's kind of hard to keep track exactly right. what's going on. And, um, wow, man, that's so cool, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. That's so cool. Now, he was going to be at the event tomorrow night, but he's actually, an, he's actually an ambassador yeah. for the Travis Mills Foundation. Wow. And he's so actually in Texas this week. Yeah. Uh, weekend, yeah. Raising money for Travis Mills, yeah. What do they got going on there? Some, it's of, some kind of an event that they're raising yeah. money for. I don't know. So Canfield's a hike, too. There's no, yeah, it's about an hour. It's about an hour. It's no short drive, but, I mean, compared to Texas, it's definitely Yeah, compared short to Texas, drive. yeah. I think we could take a quick pause on that. All right, so we're getting kicked out of here, but it's cool. Uh, Man, I got some train of thought. Anyway. <laughs> All your listeners out there, I want you to remember something. This is the land of the free because of the brave. And uh, freedom is not free. Definitely not. And that's, I mean, even what you're doing now to help out our friends, our, our, our veterans that need help. You spend a lot just even in time cruising around, getting oh, the yeah. tickets and in time doing it. Um, to wrap it up, I usually... I talk with a lot of musicians, a lot of artists, and um, there's always, it's a lot easier to be to a musician, be like, tell me a time 
where you played and someone says you sucked and you have to like how do you get through that so as far as like i mean just with everything you're going through and you're like positive outlook and the drive to keep doing this when's the time that stuff has gone wrong and how'd you get through it what's the like the philosophy the mental the mental space you got in to keep going and book the next gig the book the next event and well, go around and collect the next round of uh, donations I did in a job interview once at the Hard Rock Casino yeah and they asked me they asked us a group a question how do you take a negative in your life and turn it into a positive? Yeah. And I said, well, my son got a leg blown off in Afghanistan and instead of feeling sorry for himself and feeling sorry for him, we started the, uh, a foundation to raise money for the soldiers, like him and other soldiers. And it was funny because the next guy said, I can't answer that question because there's no way I can compete with this answer. Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> uh, and I didn't get the job, by the way. What? What was the gig? What was uh, the gig? Maintenance at the casino, change the light bulbs and stuff. They don't deserve that, man. Jeez. Overqualified yeah. is what they Overqualified. that for sure. Yeah, but it was pretty funny. I can't compete with that answer. <laughs> oh, it was great. That's amazing. Yeah, no, there's no coming back from that. I'd be that. I'd walk out of the room too. If I was that guy. Yeah. Well, Ken, thank you so much. I know you're going through a lot, and you got this huge event going on tomorrow, starting at seven, six, six, six o'clock. This is going to be up tonight. I'm gonna push this. Try to get some people in here. That sounds great. There's gonna be some good sounds. St. Mary's Church, Pre, Ohio, two fifty Craft Street, six p.m. Six p.m. And any other ways, if anyone else wants to reach out. Two wounded heroes. How you can, we you do can this? call me on my cell phone, 440-532-0486. And is there any uh, media, like social media no, or website? No. Okay. No, I'm living in the 70s. I got okay. a flip phone and the whole deal. Keep it straight. Keep it right <laughs> yeah. on there. Keep it. I, I know when he's here. I got a hold of him. And uh, I also, I do want to plug, I saw there was a GoFundMe for you for Thank what you're you. going through. Um, and I'll put all the details to that to help you with what you're going through because it's got to come back around, my friend. You've been helping out so much. But anyway, Ken, thank you so much for your time. Let's go get the speaker set up. Thank you, David.